0: internet as if people care what actors have to say. (laughs) And now, straight from their two-woman production of Guys and Dolls, here are your hosts, Jennifer Jamula and Alison Goldberg.
1: Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Ellie and, and I have a show called Blog Logs, which we perform live on stage. We take internet material completely verbatim, but we play different characters and put scenarios on it.
2: It's super messed up. So <laughs> basically, we'll take a Reddit thread and maybe turn it into a musical number, but we don't change the word. Right. So from making our live show, we found out about a lot of crazy things because I don't know if you've ever spent any time on the internet, but What's there's a that? lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. So we started reaching out to the people behind the posts that we've been performing, and we were like, hey, can we chat with you? We would love to know more about Mm -hmm. XY Zizzle.
1: Zizzle, today we have a really interesting topic that I learned about through our live show, but I feel like I still have a lot to learn. It's living dolls.
2: Yeah, we almost performed something about living dolls, but we actually couldn't find anything quite performable. But we fell down this wormhole of people who are living like dolls. Like they want... To look like dolls. I shouldn't say living like dolls, because I think that means you literally do nothing mm-hmm. and you don't eat. Right. Because then no, you're a doll. I do have to say. And you have no genitals.
1: Do any dolls have
2: genitals? It's like, I'm just thinking of Barbie with just, like, the plastic sheath.
1: I didn't even have a word, right word for it. I just <laughs> that had an right onomatopoeia word? thing. I was like, Shh, yeah. a plastic sh-. Yeah. That's what Ken has.
2: Ken has a plastic sh-.
1: He does it with his sh-
2: <laughs> Yeah. And that, I'm just, like, really, yeah, that's not my thing. It's <laughs> not, not my jam. Yeah. Shh.
1: I'm your jam. Um, I know.
2: Yeah, Her that's last my last
3: name's name. Jamula. Yeah, you got it. Anyway, can we so, talk about that for a minute? Uh, what my last sh-
1: name or the sh-
3: <laughs> or both? No, the last name.
1: Oh yeah, sure. No, oh,
3: I've known you for a bunch of years yeah.
1: now. Oh my god, that's scary. I know. You Why know.
3: didn't I hear your last name pronounced aloud
1: until this moment? Do
3: people assume it's like? Yeah, Jamula? They, pronu- they
1: mispronounce Jamula, it every Jamula, time. Yeah, Jamula. Yeah, yeah. Jamula. Yeah, yeah. Jamula. I spell yeah. it Which out
2: phonetically like,
3: for people.
1: Yeah. So my brother played sports, and over the loudspeaker, they'd be like, Jamula, running down the field. And my family would get enraged. We were like, it's Jamula. But that's just our Americanization of it. I think it's really like Hamula that's or something. Okay, that yeah, was so not. you're
2: saying it wrong, and you're getting mad about people saying I it know. wrong. That but was my theory, I and I'm that. vindicated. All right. Thank you. But think about it. Like When you meet people as adults, you see their last name written because of the internet. You see it in Gmail. You see it on Facebook. Right. But you don't hear it. Like I, I was at a dinner party on Tuesday actually, and it That's was special, wonderful. It was wonderful. But I met all these really cool people, and they're not like, "Hi, I'm Erica." Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? You don't introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. And
1: more. when you do, it's weird, right? Like if you. If say I your went to a dinner name, party
2: and I was like, "Hi, my name is Alison Goldberg," like that would be weird.
1: You'd also be in like a power suit and like <laughs> socks and sneakers, and you have a little shoulder bag on, and you'd be, like I have one hand when your cell phone up to your hair.
2: We just use a hand as my cell phone?
4: Exactly. <laughs>
1: or I, no,
2: I think I'd have a flip phone in that case. Like, like
1: a big 80s thing. Like, hi, I'm Alison Goldberg. You'd shake their hand and you'd be like, one second, then you'd take a call on your fake cell phone.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that, Matthew, is why no one knows how to pronounce Jamula. Yes. Everyone knows how to pronounce our last names because they're very common and very Jewy.
1: Well, yes. I didn't know for a while that your last name is pronounced Silva Mullen. <laughs>
2: I actually just learned that. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a long line of French winemakers.
1: <laughs> the French silverman.
2: All right, let's bring it back. Living Dolls is an online community of people, mostly women, some men, who want to look like dolls. Right. So this could be makeup, yeah. there are extensive YouTube tutorials. Uh, could be, they get these circle lenses, which we'll learn more about today when we interview mm-hmm. a member of the Living Doll community. Hair styles, hair, hair color. There seems to be a lot of wigs. Sometimes
1: plastic surgery for other parts of your body. A lot, there's a
2: lot of plastic surgery. Tanks I don't want to say, I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to say there's a lot of plastic surgery in the community, but mm-hmm. there are people who get a lot of plastic surgery. Right. And I do encourage our listeners mm-hmm. to Google image search because right. some of the Google images. Your you jaw's gonna drop, and you're just gonna be like, "What?" You're gonna make that noise. What? Yeah. So get ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because they don't look human at all. They look like yeah. Their photos are like
2: this. Looks like a life size. Mannequin, but it is a human.
1: How do they? We're gonna learn this when we talk to our interviewee today. But the eyes really freak me out. The eyes
2: look enormous. Enormous. There's a lot of like makeup and lens
1: technique. Yeah, and not just the lenses, but like the whites of the eyes. Like we saw one that looked straight up anime, and it was like ten times as big as a normal eye.
2: I think. I wonder what they look like in real life, because I think if you paint your eyeliner way down and then then, fill
1: it in with white,
2: yeah, and then fucking filter that shit on Instagram, and boom, we're gonna get into that. Okay okay but mm-hmm. what you we got?
3: gotta take a commercial break
0: oh but
3: before we do yeah i got a little little trivia for what you look at all these surprises it's a little t.i.l yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping us on our toes yeah. you ready all right. yep there's something in the itunes terms of service you know the the license agreement that you sign and use software you gotta yes. you gotta like check the box you do gotta it well. read it all you guys I wanna read, know you guys how read the many whole people thing
1: read yeah the
3: whole thing you i mean i do
1: you do a slow scroll sure. and cl- click accept. <clears throat> if yeah. I'm
3: if I'm using an app, I Actually, read the I read the whole thing, send it to my lawyer. <laughs> you do. Then they get re- send revisions. I love back. Jen. To no, Apple. you
2: mentioned the slow scroll because that's what we do. We slow scroll. As though we've but, somehow digested it, right? <laughs> like you do a slow scroll, you don't like boom, accept yeah, but like, I've no, read no, red no
1: flags. part of it. Yeah, no red flags.
2: As though there's gonna be a word in it that's like death.
1: You know, yeah,
2: exactly. like, oh I see that one, maybe I should go read this carefully. Well, so if we you had scroll. read carefully,
3: yeah. you would notice in the iTunes terms of service, there's something that you're strictly prohibited, you're not allowed to do. And there's probably Nasturbate. a lot of There's a no, lot of that's those not things. It. No, okay. But there's something really specific.
1: Yeah. Um, on iTunes, what are you prohibited from doing?
3: Yeah, it's very very explicit.
1: You can't copy the music or I don't know, something about like... Yeah, you
2: can't plagiarize
1: sell Plagiarize the music and sell it. I don't and sell know. it. Yeah.
2: I'm
3: sure that's in
1: there. It's got to be in
3: there. Yeah. But that's but not i about. you're saying there's
2: something strange. Unexpected.
3: Yeah. We're going to find out uh, when we get back from the i And
0: now a real personal advertisement entitled, Looking for Someone with Mononucleosis from the Craigslist of Websites.
2: Craigslist.org. My friend and I need to contract Bono. AKA
1: Kissing Disease.
2: And are interested in making out with, uh, sharing
1: water with,
2: spitting in each other's mouths, etc. Et in
1: order to get ourselves sick.
2: If these options are not in line with your moral values, uh, yeah, you, uh, you,
1: you could. could you can come over for dinner. Uh, yeah, and we'll eat after you using the same utensils uh, once you're done eating.
0: Ah, uh, it's, it's a win win situation. Win-win situation. Uh, who
1: doesn't love getting paid
0: to eat?
2: Or even better, getting paid to make out with two hot southern gals.
0: We. Are trying to get my know.
2: So we'll have a great excuse
1: not to have to go to school anymore. And be able to sleep.
2: And hang out. Watching Watch
0: Netflix, Netflix all day. day. Woo!
1: Preferably no one with AIDS. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. Okay, we are back. That was interesting.
3: We're so blessed. <laughs> we are. That these people post on Craigslist for yes. free. But then they want to amplify their message and, and sponsor. Matt just loves yeah. to
2: say that after every single ad
1: about amplifying the message.
2: Every time he's like, "It's just so great that mm-hmm. like they want to advertise with us." But mm-hmm. like I don't, I want. Then he always it, says like, "But I don't understand why."
1: I just want to. No. I
3: want to make sure the sponsors feel appreciated. loved and appreciated mm-hmm. because we we couldn't make this show without them. Right,
1: yeah. for sure. Yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. We agree. So, cool. do you guys
3: think of the iTunes license?
2: I just feel like the trivia, you like, you didn't give us trivia. You gave us a really open broad, ended. open-ended question. Like, hey guys, what,
1: what happens you- if you throw a egg up in the sky? <laughs> exactly. I know what happens. It breaks when it hits the ground. <laughs> well, that's a very clear cut. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that wasn't a good
4: example. <laughs> that was a horrible example. <laughs> that wasn't terrible
1: example. I feel like it's like. What happened? If you go
2: into the rainforest, how many bugs could bite you? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Three billion. I don't know.
1: Three thousand. It's gonna be something weird. But in my mind it's weirder it might be weirder than it probably
3: actually is. It better be
0: so fucking weird.
3: So the iTunes end user license probably prohibits you from doing a lot of things, but among them, Uh you are not allowed to make a nuclear or chemical missile.
2: Well, damn straight. What? You know
1: what I mean? I agree wholeheartedly, so iTunes. So we could s- sue the people who allowed. do that after they buy music. What? Why would they put that in there?
3: Uh, it's unclear. Uh, Cult of Mac uh, cited this in an article. This is the underlying passage. You also agree that you will not use these products. So you are not allowed to use iTunes or related products for any purposes prohibited by United States law, okay. which is... A lot of things, and that's fine. But then they go on to say, including without limitation the development, design, manufacture, or production of nuclear missiles or chemical or biological weapons.
1: How could you do that with iTunes? Well,
2: here's how, guys. Because I want to make a goddamn bomb, and I'm alone in my apartment, and I'm feeling kind of bored, and it's a long, arduous process, and I want to listen to some sweet tunes. But how would they know? Or Two Girls, One Podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah, don't listen to this show while you're building a nuke.
1: Yeah, I mean, on
3: iTunes, you can stream it from from Google Play. And
0: that's we that's need cool. Listeners. Yes,
1: Matt, that was crazy. Triv Triv. Right. Thanks for bringing that in today. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk to a member of the Living Doll community named Vixie. She's a moderator on livingdollguide.tumblr.com. Hi, Vixie. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you very much.
1: So we'd love to
2: hear What are living dolls?
4: That is a very broad question.
0: Um, I
2: thought we'd start broad, then dive in, you know. (laughs) What we know about it is that people like to dress up as dolls and live as dolls to varying degrees. So we'd love to hear what those degrees are. Is it an everyday thing? Is it just for meetups? Is it just for conferences? And then what you do.
4: The most general definition I could give is just a person who models any of um, either like aesthetic looks behavior personality dress um, after some kind of doll but there's a lot of different kinds of dolls and there's a lot of different kinds of people so it just kind Mm -hmm. of depends on
2: that's true there are a lot of people I'm assuming there's a lot of dolls I'm not as familiar but there's so many (laughs) people
4: (laughs) for a lot of people to some extent it'll be an everyday thing Um, even if they can't you know, go full dolly at their jobs. They try to find little ways to kind of work in whatever their, their style is into it. A friend of mine, she works just a regular retail job, but she is an alternative, you know, slash goth doll. And so she tones it down, obviously, because she works a regular nine to five, but she still incorporates it. You can tell. And then there's me who pretty much goes out however I feel like, whenever I feel like, wearing whatever I feel like because... I'm self-employed, and I have that kind of freedom. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, we've been reading a lot about the inspiration behind it. Some of it's anime. We were looking at Harajuku Girls, uh, video games. Mm-hmm. What tend to be the more popular places that people draw inspiration from? It's
4: actually, uh, ball-jointed dolls. I have never heard that before. What's
2: ball-jointed?
4: You know how when you go to like an art supply section, you see like the little mannequin, and it has those little ball joints that move? They're meant to be really um, lifelike, but... Obviously, more perfect. Okay.
1: And where did you personally get inspiration for being a living doll?
4: I've been thinking about that and thinking about how to answer that question, but that's a really difficult one to answer because it kind of crept up on me. I wasn't like, (laughs) oh, this is what I'm going to do. It was just like, oh, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) We know
1: that feeling.
2: (laughs) That's how we got here on this podcast. Exactly.
4: (laughs) It it fit my personality, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm a really, really small person, I'm four foot 10. I get the whole, you're like a little doll all the time. Oh, so. interesting. you were
2: like, good yeah. idea. <laughs> I'll run yeah, with that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: why not? Okay. When you become a living doll, is it sort of, Is it? do you consider it a character that you take on or is it yourself? It's just an expression of yourself.
4: It, it's just an expression of okay. myself. I do know people who consider it a persona and they have like name and like this whole backstory and everything for this persona and I think that's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but um, most of the people that I know it's just a part of who we are.
2: So what types of activities do you do and are they different when you're a living doll like are there do you go to living doll parties or meetups. Or there are different kinds of activities that you
4: do? We wish, but we're all too far away. Um. <laughs>
2: okay, so it's most, so it's a lot of, is it living online?
4: Yeah, and most of it's online. We, we do try to meet up with each other. But since we're all so spread out geographically, it gets kind of hard. There are some people in LA who get together and they do like tea parties and stuff. And I think that's a lot of fun. The, the interesting thing about this community versus other online communities that have noticed is that um, everybody's kind of off doing their own thing. There aren't so many um, actual groups who pull people together. So it leads to a lot of um, like loneliness, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think there's not much community within the community? J- just because um, in this podcast, we're talking to a lot of different people from internet communities, and we mm-hmm. tend, I think, to kind of hear the opposite, that the internet has formed this very tight-knit community, um, especially – this is a totally different group, but bronies, they've, they have like
4: – Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know, I know. They have like very <laughs>
2: – we, we went to BronyCon, actually, and talked to bronies, but they feel like they have extremely tight friendships with these people that they've never met, and this sounds – perhaps the opposite so i'd love to just hear more
4: um i think part of it is because of the stigma that comes with it there was a little bit more of a community but then you had stuff like um you know my strange addiction came out and um there are some fetish groups who uh through targeted harassment have really torn apart people uh, especially because there's so many minors in the community um, it's up to you know the adults to um, kind of watch over the minors and keep the creepy perverts away from them mm-hmm. because uh, people will be gross you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: so are there men in the community who like to dress the dolls? dolls
4: yeah there are um they're a lot harder to find it's seen as such a feminine thing and if you're a guy and you do anything that could be remotely considered feminine you're gonna get you know, taken out. (laughs) Um, I
2: wonder if that means it's more popular in the gay community.
4: A little bit, yeah. Um, A lot of male dolls that I've met spend more time in the cosplay community Mm -hmm. because they can label it as cosplay and they get away with it, you know?
2: Is cosplay considered more manly? Uh,
4: I think it depends on the cosplay that you do, but for the most part, I, I think that that's probably how people view it, yeah.
2: So we were reading about a, a lot of the different types of things that people do to become these living dolls. So we read about mm-hmm. circle lenses, and we know there's, like, a ton of tutorials on YouTube. And then there was that one girl that went super viral.
1: Ah, what was her name? I think there was a Valeria, maybe. or maybe I was- Yeah, Valeria Lucanova, yeah. Valeria, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so um, we'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, and also we're curious, um, is <sighs> – if you don't want answers, it's fine. But is it expensive? Because it seems like there's a lot of stuff involved,
4: ok. So I'll start with um, what you were talking about with circle lenses and things like that. Um, I love circle lenses. The only reason I don't have any on, in right now is because mine expired. Mm-hmm. And you know, my health comes first, mm-hmm. so I have to order a new pair. And That's good, health,
2: listeners. Um, health mm-hmm. comes first. Don't try this at home. <laughs> what is a or, circle or try it at home? That's how, where
1: people try it. How is a circle lens different than a regular lens?
4: Circle lenses, they're they're basically contact lenses. You can get them in prescription and everything. Um, you can get them <laughs> fitted to your eye. They have them for you know, everything from um, astigmatism, you know, toric lenses, all that. So it's basically a regular contact lens. It's a little bit thicker. Mm -hmm. The difference with circle lenses is that the, the lens diameter is a little bit bigger most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and the it's like have you seen um, like the fresh look lenses and things like that that are regular contact lenses? They have the color on them. Yep. Um, the color on a circle lens actually extends past your iris, oh. which gives you that eye enlarging effect.
1: I see. Yeah. Are the ones that you wear a different color than your own eyes? It
4: depends. Okay. Before my lenses expired, I had red contact lenses that I adored, but I also had some brown ones that were just basically my eyes, but a little bit bigger. And I've got green lenses and gray lenses and blue lenses, and I want to get gold ones next.
2: Do they affect your vision at all? Do you see things differently or no? It just goes right on your eye? No. Nope,
4: no, no, no. That's right cool. Right on my eye, just like a regular contact lens. Mm-hmm. How
2: do people react to the red ones? Because I feel like I associate red ones not with dolls but with like murder, you know?
4: <laughs> I hate to make this comparison but you know like that, that twilight red eye mm-hmm. you with know, okay. an iris um, and it was like this really deep beautiful like almost burgundy kind of red. It blended right in with my eyes and it looked natural even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got so many compliments on it. I would wear it to work and everybody loved it mm-hmm. wait can you tell us what
2: you do during the day are you allowed to answer that
4: at the time at the time i worked at a uh, at a movie theater i don't anymore um i'm a life coach now so i'm a freelancer i kind of do my own thing okay cool, cool. i was just wondering I yeah i was like oh where was she yeah. wearing these <laughs> cool can you tell us about the makeup it's honestly just a an extension of kind of like a regular makeup routine everybody has a different thing that they do and i know a couple dolls who don't do makeup at all Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, they um, they just have really beautiful skin. It's amazing. Ugh, yeah. I hate those people. I know. What I know. are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some people who have really uh, beautifully elaborate skincare routines, and their skin is just so clear that they don't... Um, <laughs> They don't really wear a whole lot of makeup. They Wait, what are the secrets? Makeup. Let's hear them. What are the secrets? We would love to know how to get porcelain skin. I mean, this is a skin. podcast so people yeah. can't
2: see us. And um, I think my skin is okay, but just like I want the doll secrets. Our faces have how started to I fall. How do I have doll-like <laughs> skin so that my face doesn't melt with my age?
4: Everybody has a different thing that they do. Uh, face masks are really popular, especially, you know, the Korean Korean skincare. I was just going to
2: say it. Someone just gave me a Korean face mask that is made of snail mucus mucus and apparently it's amazing i might vomit while i'm wearing it and then i don't think the acidity of the vomit is part of it
1: do you know how many snails died to make that mask for you i
2: don't think they die (laughs) when you get their mucus i don't know anyway all right okay so so some people don't wear makeup because they're perfect beautiful assholes I'm kidding. And some people, we read, spend three hours.
1: And what takes it to the next step of being a doll, like a living doll versus just... like Versus just looking like like me. Yeah, looking like amazing in makeup. Like this old lady over here.
4: (laughs) A lot of people go for the bigger eyes, which is, for me, I mean eyeliner and circle lenses. Boom. My eyes look huge. And then I move on. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say some people do the overdrawn eyeliner. Uh-huh. I know if, if you were looking at like Anastasia or Valeria, you would see that overdrawn. There are people who do that too, or they use uh, false lens, uh, false lenses, false lashes, mm-hmm. you know, to make their eyes look, you know, boom. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. And what do you wear when you are going out as a doll versus just like every day?
4: Well, I usually go out like a doll every day yeah (laughs) well right now I've got a this nice pastel pink cashmere sweater um and nice pants and then I would kind of accessorize I've got like a little pearl bow and stuff in the back and it kind of depends on the the mood for the day because sometimes I look like um pastel glitter bomb basically stepped out of the house um and then sometimes I look like a vampire uh depends on the day is aesthetic. You're um, a versatile
2: doll. That's right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what well, sort of- I mean, dolls. You change their looks. You change their clothes. You change their hair. I mean, why not?
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with brushing my Barbie's hair. Like, I would spend hours doing their hair, and then I wouldn't do anything with them.
2: I mean, I made my Barbies fuck. That's what I did. I know, me
1: too. But also, <laughs> speaking of Barbie, part,
2: like, but... Barbies really had it good because they got the Barbie Dream House. Yeah. The Barbie car. What else did they have? Well, they were winning. I was just really into the car they and the house. They were so good looking. You know, the house had that elevator that you could pull on a string. Yeah. But like real life dolls, they have to live in normal apartments. I think that's bullshit, don't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Vixie, what sort of reactions do you get out in public when you're fully dressed up, say, as like the pastel glitter bomb?
4: Mostly positive ones, mm-hmm. actually. Um, just like hey, I love your hair, I love your dress, I love your skirt, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Because a lot of people hate glitter, you know what I mean? That stuff stays everywhere. I want you to actually be a walking glitter bomb where we can like trace your steps back because there's a trail (laughs) of glitter.
4: Attack people with glitter. Yes.
2: World peace, just use glitter instead of real bombs. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became a moderator for livingdolls.tumblr.com
4: okay so that was kind of a funny story um it started off with the network dolly paradise um that i was kind of defunct at the time that i found it and i'm like you know what this is a really good idea though somebody should be you know pulling all these people together
2: can you give us a little background on dolly paradise
4: tumblr networks are just ways of linking bloggers together the idea is that um it becomes a support system right a way that you can find other people who are kind of in your niche, and you know you can chat with them, interact with them. You'll we'll share each other's posts. You'll kind of signal boost if some, you know somebody needs help. Okay, um, so Dolly Paradise kind of like
2: a, was a Tumblr that was defunct. Yeah. Okay.
4: And I was like, no, this is a good idea, and I'm sure this still has some kind of following. Something should be done about it, and so I contacted the person who was the the admin there and I'm like, "Hey, I have some ideas. You know, I don't want to be too forward. I don't want to be too pushy, but would it be okay if you know, I got some some power so that I can I can take this and kind of run with it?" And she was like, "Yeah, I've I haven't had time to do anything with this, but go for it." So, I became a mod at Dolly Paradise, and that's when I started the Living Doll line chat and I kind of branched off and did all these different things to kind of pull people together. And then they were like, hey, since you're already doing all this stuff and you're in charge of, you know, most of our social circles and all this other stuff, why don't you become a mod at Living Doll Guide? Because I'm kind of like the group mom. I'm one of, I think, three group moms. (laughs) So um, I got sucked into uh, being an admin for Living Doll Guide. Mm -hmm.
1: Outside of Tumblr, what other social platforms are Living Dolls uh, popular on or are popular with Living Dolls?
4: Mm, Instagram, definitely. It's a very visual platform and obviously being Living Dolls, is a visual thing. So there we are. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube, of course, everybody's on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, where are you?
1: I heard you say the phrase full dolly earlier. Is there any other terminology <laughs> that you could let us know
4: about? Uh, there's like uh, dollifies is the... Um, it's the verb for making something you know more dollish okay. right um, my, my online handle of course is tiny dollish, uh, tiny and dollish haha me. Um, <laughs> so one of the problems that we've kind of run into when we when we try to use cute terms like that is there is a, uh, a fetish called living dolls, which isn't completely unrelated. To our community and completely it's,
2: unrelated or um, it's people who fetishize the living dolls community
4: completely unrelated but they like to try to rope us into their fetish anyway but the fetish um, is
2: for living dolls right i'm not saying
4: the, that everyone the in the community
2: is, has a fetish but there's a fetish out there for living dolls right is that what you're saying
4: not exactly because that that particular fetish has to do with um human sex dolls oh ah,
2: okay so that's not for people it's for robot sex.
4: Yeah. It's it's for it's for people who act like blow up dolls, basically.
2: Oh, not- wait! It's it's humans who like to pretend that they are blow up dolls made for fucking.
4: Yeah.
1: Huh. Oh, okay.
4: okay. All right, this is something new.
2: Oh, that's something for us to look into. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm writing that one wow. down.
4: Well, we <laughs> it's know something about something else for you to learn for your podcast. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: Well, we know about sex robots. So there's that. But yeah. we didn't know about the humans, people, were pretending, to be humans dolls pretending to be sex dolls
1: that call themselves living dolls. OK, so okay. obviously you guys don't. You, the groups are separate and you want to keep it that way.
4: Completely separate. Yeah. yeah. There's, okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of minors in mm-hmm. my community, yeah. you know, you know, 14, 15, 16 year olds who just want to be, you know, super cute and, you know, like Barbie or like brats. It's typically uh, middle aged men come from that other fetish community and then harass these kids. That's what they are. They're kids, and it's gross. We've thought about maybe trying to rename the community, but it's really hard to do because the name <laughs> "living doll" is what's out there. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: are there any people whose like movement is different when they're dolls? Like they try to actually mimic doll behavior?
4: I, I know there's a performer who is a living doll, and she um, moves, you know, marionette-like as part of her performance. I don't remember her name though. Seems like a um, lot of effort. For everyday life, it's just not very practical
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, to kind of move around like that. Plus, it would really stress your joints. Um, and it, actually, a lot of people who are in the community um, are chronically ill or disabled. So, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. W- why do you think that is? Funnily enough, I have um, Ehlers-Danlos. It's a connective tissue disorder. Well we know my... someone else
2: who has that. Isn't that extremely rare?
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other mods actually has it as well. So, huh, um, wow. yeah. So most of the, most of the joints in my body dislocate, and so my friends joke that I'm actually a ball jointed doll because you know just <laughs> my arm, just like a toy.
2: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you said that a lot of people in the community have health issues. Do you think there's a, a reason? Is there any kind of connection, or do you think that's just chance?
4: It wouldn't surprise me because when you, especially if you spend a lot of time in a hospital like I did, you really kind of zero in on positive things anything that's cute anything that's beautiful anything that makes you happy and a lot of people you know they do this because it makes them happy it's a way to um kind of take beautiful things and become a part of it when you're sick or you're disabled or combination of both you kind of reach for things that will make you feel like you are beautiful especially when you live in a society that says that you're not
2: So can you tell us about some of the conversations that happen through the Tumblr? What are the hot topics among living dolls?
4: It's kind of sad, actually. We get a lot of um, asks, especially about things like, you know, I I really want to be a doll, but, you know, I'm not thin and I don't think I'm pretty. Or, you know, uh, we got an ask about skin bleaching that kind of broke everybody's heart. Um, And it's, so one of the biggest things that we push is body positivity.
2: Is there a lot of skin bleaching in the community?
4: Uh, I wouldn't say there is any more than outside of the community. Beauty standards are beauty standards kind of universally because there is a a gorgeous community of people of color and I don't have much color, but I'm actually Latina. So, um, you know, I've, I've seen some absolutely stunning dolls of all races and beauty media doesn't show diversity very well. That's you true. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of people think, and even when you look at dolls too on the shelf, <laughs> diversity is just now starting to become an issue. Uh, I mean, a a, a prevalent um, thing that you notice. So, um, people when they look for dolls for inspiration, they see. White dolls, Mm -hmm. you know, blonde hair, blue-eyed Barbie, and stuff like that. Oh, my
1: gosh. I remember having a brunette Barbie. Like, one out of 20 was brunette. And I think her name was Midge. So it was, like, literally, like, she was, like, a midget or something. (laughs) I don't know. Jen was like, I'm tall. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my experience, too, with dolls growing up. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean,
2: we're white girls. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember (laughs) in college when when an African-American friend explained to me, how it was kind of messed up growing up and like wanting to be like all these white princesses. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that might become slightly exasperated in the doll community just because of the media where they want to yeah. be like these dolls and princesses. Mm-hmm. So we know that this is an extreme, but we were reading online that people will get plastic surgery to look more like dolls. Uh, and I was wondering if you could talk about the the maybe types of plastic surgery that some members of the community are getting
4: um okay so as far as plastic surgery goes obviously stuff like you know getting your nose done implants (laughs) Mm -hmm. breast implants um that's another pretty common one um just to get that perfect like shape there are people who actually get their eyes done like so that their eyes are bigger uh that's a little bit rare um I think there's been a few people, I I know of three people, not people that I've spoken to personally, but just people in general who um, have actually gotten false irises inserted to change the color of their eyes. Yeah, look up um, Justin Jedlicka. Yeah, look up Justin Jedlicka, the human Ken doll. He got it done. He's also gotten um, muscle implants put in so that it looks like He's got the whole... Do you know what?
2: I think I've read about him. I think this is a long time ago, but I kind of recall this because there were like before and after photos of him and he wants to look like Ken.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, there's a bunch of different...
2: Why doesn't he just go to the gym and get real muscles? Like what are muscle implants?
4: Because he's going for the artificial look. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. So um, I think I remember him stating his goal is to either be or look 100% plastic by the time he was done. Wow.
2: Whoa. Whoa. And does he? Does he look plastic now?
4: He looks pretty plastic, yeah.
2: Wow. So, this iris surgery sounds very dangerous.
4: It does, but it also sounds fascinating. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that you want to look into.
2: Science! (laughs) They can do
4: that? They can do that? It's amazing what they can do. They can take
2: out your eyeball and put a new eyeball in. I don't think that's quite how it works, but you know what I mean? They change the color of your eyes.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a little. like a little, uh, it's not plastic, but it's a small disc, right? That's looks like your iris that they actually put on on top of your iris to change the color of your eye. I remember, uh, I think it was maybe five years ago, there was a doctor who um, perfected a surgery to basically burn off the top layer of brown eyes to revert them back to that blue, you know, that, that blue that, babies are born with, and it didn't get approved or anything, but I do know he was performing the procedure in some other country.
2: But I just feel like the side effect might be blindness.
4: Yeah. Maybe not because I I haven't
2: spoken to a doctor, but I just feel like you might go blind. So what other kinds of things? So the muscle implants, irises, I'm like so fascinated now.
4: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when I read about it too. (laughs) Yeah.
2: We read about someone who didn't do this, but an interview with someone who said she wants to get her ears made more pointy. So they will be like Pixie. elf ears. Yeah.
4: Pixie. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the people that, uh, is in the group actually wants to do the little elf ear, um, where they snip the earlobe and then stitch it up so that it, it's pointy. Yeah. Wait, I so they know...
2: take some of your earlobe and put it on top?
4: No, they, um, they cut your, they cut into the earlobe and then they sew it up so that, um, they stitch it so it heals in ah. a pointed shape.
1: So this is a procedure that's being offered? I'd never heard of this one before. Have you ever? Yeah,
4: that's a that's a real um, body modification that you can get done.
2: What kind of doctor do you go to? Do you go to a plastic surgeon? Yeah. It's funny that if I wanted pixie ears, I would have to research plastic surgeons because I wouldn't want to be their first trial. You know what I mean? I would want to make sure yeah. they were a pro. Mm-hmm.
1: You would also yelp that real hard. I would yelp that yeah. so
2: hard. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, loves that. loves yelp. So if I get my ears done, I'm definitely going to make sure that someone else has written that they yeah. got the ears done and they love it, maybe with a before and after photo.
1: It'll be me. Hashtag
2: internet. <laughs> you're going to
1: do it, Jen? i will be the one. That'll be good. I can <laughs> maybe. tell that looks. Okay. Well, Vixie, we actually have to get going. I Thank you for speaking with us. If you're interested out there, listeners, you can visit livingdollguide.tumblr.com. Vixie, you can clarify, it is invite only.
4: The um, group chat is invite only, okay. but the the site itself is open to the public. We have thousands and thousands of readers, subscribers.
2: Alright, well thank you so
0: much.
4: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: And now a real Crixlist personal ad entitled Diverse Multiracial Gangbang Team seeks couples and dudes to join. I'm not even sure what to say about this one, so let's just jump right in, won't you? <laughs> Events in Brooklyn, Queens,
1: and Manhattan. This is not tonight, and it's not a one-time thing. If you're just looking for a one-time thing, please don't reply to this ad.
0: We, we have
1: a gangbang team. We game band. team. We have a gangbang
2: team. We have a gangbang team. We have a
0: gangbang team. team. So, category for us is MWM. Man, woman, man. But also. MMW. Men, men, woman! Our
2: team is looking for couples that want to do gangbangs with us. And also single guys that
1: want to join our squad long term.
2: Our, our focus, focus is, is interracial, multiracial, gangbang. Gang Diversity, Diversity is, is what, what we're,
1: we're about.
0: We're looking for men of all races in their 20s and 30s. Young 40s, also cool. In, in great shape. shape. Well groomed a must smooth chest and nutsack, you know the drill. And of course, reliable and team player.
1: And, and believe in, in racial and ethnic diversity.
0: diversity. If you voted for the a-hole with the yellow hair, you're not a good fit for this group. If you are legit and want to join a real team of brothers, send face pics. cell numbers so we can call you to discuss info. And,
1: and can confirm
2: that, that you fully, fully support
1: Diversity.
2: Please make sure to include all of this info in your first email.
1: Gay Bang Team Diversity!
2: diversity!
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, I support that ad. It's in Manhattan, Queens, and Brooklyn. What about the Bronx?
2: Oh, Bronx was not included. <laughs> I know. Which is interesting because I think the Bronx is a
1: diverse area, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe
2: they really need to branch out. Yeah. But, um, do you think
1: there are gangbangs happening all over New York City? We just don't know about it. I have a really important question for you. The difference between question, a gangbang no and an orgy. I think there are more men involved in a gangbang.
2: Yeah, that's what we've been told. I was gonna say, isn't that
1: like trivia? We do answer. To I don't
2: know. It? I don't feel like it's the participants. I feel like it's the environment. Yeah.
3: yeah. Also, the word gang.
2: Yeah. Feels. Yeah. It's like, like tar- not everyone's participating. Someone. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more about the atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. I imagine orgies could have candles and mm-hmm. lavender. Yeah. And gangbangs feel more like mm-hmm. we're in a field.
1: Right. <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> um, of at night. lavender, how about that pastel glitter bomb living doll interview that we just did? <laughs> that was about several times. I now. actually thought that that
2: ad was really relevant because she had talked about. Um, the bleaching in yes. the community, which she said never broke thought their about hearts. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, we already live in a racist world, and then dolls overwhelmingly, just literally the dolls on the shelves are right. overwhelmingly white. Yeah. And so someone ha- mm-hmm. ha- develops a fascination with dolls, and then therefore whiteness. Mm-hmm. So I think I like that um, they're looking for a, a diverse gangbang. Yeah. I think that's
1: important. I thought it was interesting what Vixie was saying about people coming from other online communities into the living doll community, And having had bullying experiences, so now this particular community is, like, really protective.
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes Mm -hmm. sense that it's a very kind of innocent community. It Mm -hmm. is. I worry about, like, the pressure on women to be that way. Um, But it's nice that there is this, like, very positive community. But for (laughs) Living Dolls, I mean, I guess what's interesting in this podcast is how much I really just want our listeners to go Google it because it is actually a very, very visual thing. Um, Right, yeah. The way they transform themselves. Did
1: you have any dolls growing up that you, like, Wanted to be like... No. Okay.
2: But that wasn't... I mean I had two brothers, like yeah. I remember sometimes getting dolls as gifts and being like, What the fuck am I really, gonna you do with this? You didn't
1: like dolls?
2: No, I made my Barbies fuck, and that was about it.
1: I mean I did that too. I
2: have like a doll or two on my shelf in my childhood bedroom, which you've yeah. seen in, which is like I very hope. creepily girly. Yeah. It's still like <laughs> My parents the same. were like, We're gonna have a girl, the whole room will be pink, and then like I came along and it was like didn't work out. But um <laughs> But you are a girl, right? I am female. Okay, I just you know, gender is a construct and I I don't mm-hmm. have to be either, but I am a girl. Okay. And I identify.
1: But you don't identify female. pink. And no, dolls. I actually really yeah.
2: like pink. I have pink in my hair.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> what am I saying? But I'm
2: not I'm not into like the whole like my whole room at my childhood bedroom is like just like pastel. Mm-hmm. It was like a pastel vomit. Yeah. I'm more into like the adult kind of dress up, but I am very into dress up. I yeah. mean not in my personal lives, but like on stage I love wearing costumes. I love watching um performances like With outrageous costumes, again, like, I just think drag is really cool. I think we've talked about how Lady Gaga and all these pop stars are kind of, like, using drag Mm -hmm. in other women. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of stuff is interesting. I guess, like, the little girlness I'm not as into, but, like, I totally see that others are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, me too. But then, of course, you get into what she mentioned, which is that there's a lot of men out there that are fetishizing this and trying to join the community, and then they have to Mm -hmm. protect themselves from that. I think...
1: It's interesting that more men aren't dressing up like dolls, because like I, I know it's more of a girl thing when you're little. But my brother had WWF WWF wrestling dolls. He had GI Joes. Oh. He had tons of things that he played with that he could like be trying to emulate. But he's not necessarily well. They do that's because really, that's yeah.
3: that's called cosplay. And that's oh, interesting that Vixie yeah. made that distinction. Is right. like when men do it, it's cosplay. But when women right. do it, it, it can be other forms. So yeah. guys go to conferences as superheroes all the time because right. that's what we had growing up. And yeah, so that's, that's true.
2: Yeah, and it is considered more socially acceptable like girls at a young age don't just get dolls they get dress up boxes right like i had a costume box as a kid and i fucking loved that yeah But like they're told like that that the activities you can do as a girl are tea parties and dressing up and boys are told not to so it's kind
1: of true though that boys still do do it but it's just like not called the same thing because like yeah. yeah like my speaking about my brother again older brother like he um had like a davy crockett outfit and like all these little things superhero outfits he had a cape with like footy pajamas you run around the house and i love when i born see in the 50s? <laughs> in davy crockett? I, it was very like old school yeah <laughs> well we gotta get going we gotta get going oh man yeah all right well, well it's been real See ya. Yeah. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can go to Twitter and find Twitter. me. Twitter. Twitter. You can find me at Junebugger. J o o n bugger.
2: Great. Yeah. I'm you should, you should know that. how to spell. I mean, that's that. You word really we should. All use, okay. Right. My Twitter is Allie Gold. A l l i g o l d.
1: Mathieu, c'est vraiment. Could you remind us of the other places that you find us? <laughs> Every they time you can
2: email us at 2 g one gmail.com. That's Please it. email us. If you email us something awesome, we're totally going to read it. We're going to answer your questions. And if you are a member of an interesting community,
1: we'd love to hear from you and perhaps interview you. That's true. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail on
2: the telephone. The telephone. And we, well, no, I wanted to do an old-timey you're telephone. Like <laughs> On the telephone. I Um, confused all my accents. I wanted it to be on the telephone. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I know what you're saying and we might play it on the podcast you can call us at 347-871-6548 seven, seven,
0: that number again 347-871-6LIT seven, seven,
1: final thing uh, please share us with your friends and uh, if you want to and love us you can find us on iTunes, Google, Spotify and anywhere family. you find your favorite podcast.
2: don't share us with terrorists because then they might be making bombs And remember, no just kidding,
1: share with everyone this is NSFW, don't share it at work alright thanks y'all
0: Bye. Two Girls One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula and produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the Internet. Hashtag 2G1P. Hashtag deal with it. Hashtag see you next
2: week. Great news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free tune-in app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends.
1: (laughs) Your friends are so
2: lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait. What's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else, absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some
1: freaky time
2: traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say.
4: Technology is weird.
3: The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. We do events in Brooklyn. Ah, oh, Sorry, That was
4: like so good.
2: So good.